Hello, I'm Sean Gilligan and in this week's episode we're going to discuss remote first working. Remote first means that remote employees are not an afterthought. Being remote first means being intentional about not just the tools that are used, but also how we can plan a company culture to be as inclusive as possible for remote workers while allowing everyone to be the most productive they can be. Despite a few high-profile retreats from remote work policies in recent years, data on the US workforce suggests that remote work is increasing. So here are a few ideas on how you can have a remote culture. Firstly, you've got to understand the value of remote working and create or redefine your company values to cater for this. And communication is going to be key to your culture. It's important to welcome new employees in front of the entire team and encourage an environment of open communication and feedback. You've also got to set expectations on communication methods. Concerns that a lot of companies have in going remote first include those around company culture and a lack of communication that can occur. So this is a key issue that you're going to have to tackle if you're going to win the hearts and minds of company executives in going remote. By keeping your team communication channels clear and open, you'll be able to promote transparency while actually enabling the team communication that organisations so desperately need. You want to encourage an environment where everybody is contributing, not just the loud extroverts amongst your team. You've got to reduce any red tape or formality associated with communication to avoid employees just being quiet, which isn't healthy for employees or for your team as a whole. You've also got to set expectations when it comes to communication channels being used and set the tone that encourages this communication. So, for example, you might want legal and serious documentation always to be on email or your cloud server, whereas casual discussions and team huddles can be done on other platforms. With remote workers, it's important to ask team members to stay logged into various tools to stay connected be that Slack, Microsoft Teams, SoundBranch, Watch and Learn, Skype, or other types of platforms that you might be using, such as Google Hangouts. You want a combination of open door policy, and therefore people being present and open on the channels. But because you've got complications with remote workers and time zones, you just need to be a little bit mindful around family life and the work-life divide, so you're not overly bombarding people with messages. Of course, when people are working remotely, the water cooler effect and those water cooler conversations are now gone. So you've got to have digital tools to recreate those small talk conversations for building relationships and better understanding between team members. Your remote team culture will flourish or fail purely on communication, get communication wrong, and you'll find out that your culture won't stick. So over communicating is better than under communicating. There continues to be an increase year on year in companies offering flexible and remote working. A 2019 survey found that 61% of global companies currently allow their staff to have some sort of remote working policy. If you take Japan, for example, 32% of Japanese companies have flexible working policies, yet 80% of Japanese employees express the desire to work remotely. In the United States, 20% of the workforce are working from home all of the time, with 54%
working from home in some capacity. A key point to make is that if a job is fairly independent and the employee knows how to do their job well, then implementing working from anywhere and working remotely can benefit both the firm and the member of staff. Remote working is more prevalent among senior staff and as people move up the corporate ladder, the likelihood that they will work remotely increases with their position. And for people doing remote work, there are many benefits, such as you can save money on travel, you avoid the stress of the commute into the office, you've got time to exercise and enjoy hobbies, and some people do firmly believe that working anywhere can be more productive. And remote workers are more productive overall, they take fewer breaks and have fewer sick days. So the opportunity or the challenge, I guess, is for firms to embrace this fluid approach to working from home and understanding that perhaps they can't define when and where a person will be their most productive. Each business and organisation is different. There are certain job categories and types of work where you simply can't work remotely. But in a knowledge-based society, Remote work is coming and it mustn't be ignored. If I shine a light on myself and my company web anywhere, I'd say the approach is somewhat a hybrid with about 20% of the workforce working from home offices and 80% attending the traditional office with some flexibility. Over time, though, I think remote working will increase. And if I look at the 20% of my workforce that do work remotely full time, People are dotted around in Paraguay, Minneapolis, Chartres, Bakewell, London, all over the shop. And these are talented people that perhaps I wouldn't have recruited and retained had I not gone remote. By going remote, you're saving the environment and you're widening your talent pool. There are challenges, of course, when it comes to communication. And my advice on that is to over communicate. And from time to time, you've got to get together face to face in the traditional office to keep those relationships fostered and alive. In terms of managing remote workers, some remote workers feel isolated by working alone while others feel liberated. People learn a lot from contacts and the less time they spend in the office, the less contacts workers will have about managers' expectations. And if you're a remote worker and you practice remote working, remember to log off. It's quite easy to forget that you have a life outside work and to keep working you must turn off the computer and the notifications. It's worth noting that there are disadvantages to remote work, including isolation, decreased employee visibility, decreased work-life balance in certain instances, and a lack of relationships amongst co-workers. Some members of staff also find the distractions of working from home just far too much. Thank you for listening to this episode on Remote First Working. I've been Sean Gilligan. And if you've enjoyed it, do subscribe, share on social media. And until next time, bye for now.